Hey, Dr. Randy here. Are you a single mom or dad? You know some of the unique challenges you face during this holiday season. Maybe this is the first time you've been alone. Maybe there's been a death or a divorce change in your status. And we know that the holidays tend to bring out whatever's in the tea bag. It's like a tea bag and hot water. The holidays are sort of the hot water, the stress of expectations and everything associated with it. It kind of draws out whatever's going on in your life. So if you're a single mom or dad or maybe a single person, your kids are already raised, what are you doing during this holiday to make it special? Uh, We've got some great calls lined up. We'll get to here in just a little bit uh, from around the country as people sharing with us what they're doing as a single person or a single parent to make it special during this holiday. So again, hey, single moms and dads, join us. Maybe you know a single mom or dad. Give them a call and tell them to join us for Intentional Living. Hi, my name is Sonia, and I am now 47 years old. I have not been married, and I am just enjoying my growth and my relationship with the Lord and intimacy with Him. In times, it does get difficult. At times, it does get lonely. But I'd rather be with the Lord and know that He has my back and I'm growing in the things of God than to be in a relationship that is unequally yoked and not of God. I am believing God for that special mate one day to come. But until then, I just want to encourage my sisters that have not been married to just realize that God has a greater purpose for you. Well, you know what? You get the gold star today for wisdom because um, taking time to say, I'm going to be very careful in developing relationships and not allow loneliness or the stress of the holidays to uh, force me to be making decisions I shouldn't do is a very wise thing. That uh, comment, I hope for every single mom or dad listening today, will resonate in your heart how powerful that is to take your time and uh, move slowly when it comes to relationships. You know, before we get to our calls, one of the things I know in, in talking with and helping encouraging single moms and dads over the years is that there's some things that can really be a challenge in your life. Guilt is one of those things. Uh, guilt can sort of uh, permeate your thinking, I should have or why didn't I? And during the holiday season, you think maybe if I spend more or do more or uh, your expectations are unrealistic, and then January rolls around, you got yourself into debt, you got further in the hole. Can I encourage you, even though Christmas is a, a fun time for the family and for the kids, what your kids need from you more than that is just you being present, keeping focus on what the true meaning of Christmas is all about. Why do we celebrate this? You know, I, I noticed when we turn on television today, you hardly hear any reference to the true meaning of Christmas. Um, There's a lot of celebration and fun and all that kind of thing. I think now more than ever, we're hearing less and less about the true meaning of Christmas. And frankly, the only way your kids or grandkids are going to learn about it is if you teach them. So can I encourage you as we uh, enter into this season that we keep the true meaning of Christmas alive and our expectations reasonable, okay? Uh, I'm Dr. Randy. This is Intentional Living. We'll get to our calls here in just a, a little bit talking about singles, single moms and dads, and singles during the holidays. Hi, my name is Samantha, and I'm calling from Phoenix. I am a single, I'm 27, and I think oftentimes it can be easy 
for the enemy to creep in with those thoughts and those lies around this season, um, where we're feeling alone or that, you know, our life isn't looking how we imagined it when we were younger. And um, I think even just acknowledging those lies and changing the thought process um, to being thankful and just having a thankful heart that thank you, Lord, for allowing me to have this time as a single to invest in other relationships and to spend time with family and um, ultimately knowing that the Lord knows what is best and thanking Him for keeping us single because, you know, He's prepping somebody else or He's continuing to prep our hearts for marriage or, or prepping us for a lifetime of singleness, whatever that may be, just going back to having a thankful heart. That's what's definitely helped me um, as I navigate this journey of singleness. That's good. Thank you for sharing that. I think it gets back to perspective so much of it. And this expectation thing that I talked about, whenever it's larger than reality, and at the holidays, it just seems to be like on steroids, the expectations. You know, this year is going to be different. This year is going to be better. This year, you know, <laughs> things are going to be uh, different, and they, and they sometimes are and sometimes they aren't. And I was thinking over uh, Thanksgiving. This was the year we, we alternate with family, and we have – family with us on Thanksgiving one year, and then we do it an off weekend on the other year. So you share with families. You know how that works? Well, this year, we got through Thanksgiving. This was our year, our year with the family. And and Donna started to feel sick, you know, the cold, the flu, whatever the stuff is going around. And we got through Thanksgiving, and boy, she just bottomed out. <laughs> And so instead of having, you know, this <laughs> refreshing, relaxing weekend expectations minus reality, you know, and, and you, you learn to, um, you, you have to, you have to adapt, you have to adjust. All right, let's find out what uh, John wants to, to talk about in terms of being single. Hey, John, welcome to the program. Hi, hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yes, I can, sir. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm on a cell phone in a car from Lansing, Michigan. Well, well okay. greetings. What, what have you yeah, learned, well, John, as a single person about expectations at the, hol- at the well, holiday season here? Well, this is something I've held on to for a long time, not only single but married. December 25th is one day. <laughs> What's the other 364 days of the year now? A lot of people want to take that one day and overpower the other 364 days with one day. If I don't live up to what you want me on that one day, the other 364 days can go to, and you can fill in the blank. That that just ain't right. Well, that's absolutely right, John. I was thinking like on Thanksgiving, we had, you know, family over and you spend four or five hours and you enjoy it. It's a great celebration. There's a lot of tradition. I'm big into making sure we have tradition. I think that's important. But you're right, John. I think when we put so much emphasis on one day, our life should be one of following Christ and honoring him and honoring our family every day of the year, all 364 days of the year. But here's what happens. I think... What happens so often on a holiday is everybody comes to the scene with a certain set of expectations, and sometimes they're good and sometimes they're not good. It may be family members that uh, haven't gotten together in a while or, frankly, don't get along all that well, and the expectations on one family member for the other 
or at, at Christmas, the gift giving that not doesn't get uh, you know measure up to what you expect, and th- that's why there's such a letdown. We know in December and January in particular, we've seen some of the stats that depression rises and and uh, people have more challenges with mental illness and all the things associated with drug abuse and so on uh, because of the fact that during the season there's the expectations are so high. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's the 364 other days of the year that we need to focus on, the other 364 days of the year, every day living for Christ. So when we get to a Christmas day, when we get to a Thanksgiving day, we've got real reason to celebrate. And here's another thing I'll throw in. Don't wait until Christmas day to try to resolve a problem with a person. You got a problem, an issue, reserve, uh, resolve it many weeks before and um, because if you don't I'm telling you that's not the day to try to solve problems well how do you weigh if you're a single person how do you weigh in what do you do how do you thrive what's the question that you have Triple eight, triple eight, seventeen, seventeen. thanks John for your call I've been single all my life I'm 59 years old my name is Candy and my mother just died this year at 91, and I've been alone ever since. And I see all the things that I need to do, and I've been trying to be intentional about doing all the things that need to be done. But I also know that there are others out there that need so much more, and it breaks my heart to hear people say, well, I'll call you, or I'll come and see you, and then nobody ever shows up. I hurt for singles at Christmas, and also widows, because sometimes nobody ever shows up. I want to be very intentional about getting a hold of these people and seeing what I can do to help them out. Thank you very much for your program, Randy. Bye. Boy, that's a good reminder. There are people, widows, people in need, people sick, people homebound, uh, people for the first season, maybe after the loss of a spouse, the death of a spouse, or divorce, um, will be struggling. And, and if you can reach out even to one, or if you're in that situation, that you not sit and feel sorry for yourself, which is an easy thing for all of us to do, but to find an opportunity to reach out to somebody that's always in greater need than we are. Don and I were talking about that over Thanksgiving. We are so blessed and as a nation. I mean, no matter what state you live in or where you are, we are blessed when you look around the world, when you see what's happening on this planet, when you see what's happening politically around the world, we are, we are blessed people for sure. All right, Ronnie's on the line. Welcome to the program, Ronnie. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you. What's your and question God, today? Um, my question today is how to rise above um, the feeling of being unwanted with the family. You know, to forgive the family when when they don't want you around. Huh. Is this a new experience, or has it been a lifelong or long-term? It, it, it's actually, yeah, it's been a long-term, lifelong, exactly. You know, like I said, I'm the black sheep of the family. I try to, you know, I'm no angel. Try to make amends, but you know, every holiday, something comes up and I'm left out. Well, so you don't get invited. You don't get connected. For- yeah, I, I don't get invited. And like this past 
Thanksgiving dinner. Um, my family went down to Las Cruces. They didn't invite me. They knew I was going to be here in Albuquerque all alone with no friends and nobody to have a Thanksgiving dinner with. But, and they knew that. And, they, and my own mom, my own mother and her husband chose to leave me behind and go on this trip, road trip without me. And they took my son, but they didn't take me. Do you have a relationship with them off-season when just throughout the year, do you have contact with your family? Yeah, you know, I thought my mother and I had a pretty good relationship, but, you know, her husband and I, we do not get along. Yeah. And, so it was and, maybe, hey, we're going to be together as a couple this year, but we don't want Ronnie with us. Right, but yeah. they want, they took my son. Yeah. They took my son with them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever talked so, to your mom about this? I have, but, you know, it just goes around in circles. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we both are trying, you know, we're born-again Christians. We try to live the life of, the, you know, of Jesus Christ by, you know, reading the Bible, going to Calvary. and But, you know, all these trials and tribulations keep coming up, and yeah. we, uh, I just well, get, you know, left out. And well, Ronnie, I'm sorry about that, and, and it's not um, as it should be, especially in a Christian family. And uh, but it's a reality, and we got a lot of people listening because of situations that have occurred in the past that have been unresolved, or divorces and remarriages. There are many families who have just gone through Thanksgiving and will at Christmas time experience what you've experienced. Instead of having the the old time, getting together, you know, the traditions, the things that you used to do and the way it used to be, it's something different now. It's a different family structure, different relationships, different priorities, different expectations. And your question is, how how do I rise above it? And I and I think I think your expectations have to be adjusted because if your mother's remarried and she's got a husband that you don't connect with and you're unable to connect with, this is probably going to be a reality when it comes to the a special day, a Thanksgiving day or Christmas day, but here's what I encourage you to do. I think you rise above it by doing two practical things. One is getting outside of yourself and finding other people like yourself in need, other people in your community in need. It could be at the the rescue mission. It could be someone who needs food, family that needs some gifts, something you can do where you invest in someone who cares, frankly. I think we put unrealistic expectations that our family is always going to meet our needs, and the reality is many times they're not willing to do it or unwilling to do it, or they're not equipped to do it, or the relationship isn't such that that's going to happen. And so there's a world of hurt, a world of need around us, and we can reach out. And Ronnie, you sound like a smart guy and you're a compassionate person to find some people in the need in your area there in New Mexico and reach out to them for Christmas. Get involved with some single outreaches and some things that are going on in the church where you can serve other people. Secondly, I would work on during the off-season to really build that relationship with your mom and with your, your stepdad, with her husband, and see if you can bridge over some of these things and build a stronger relationship. And you do that sometimes one-on-one over an extended period of time. But you know what? There are times when that doesn't happen. You know, there's just a reality. There's a breach in some relationships that keep that from ever becoming a reality in a person's life. And in your case, Ronnie, if that's what you're facing, there's a point where you've got to say, hey, the expectations aren't, you know, realistic, and i got to change reality and start investing in the lives of other people. 
Right. Is that something you can do? Yeah, it is. I mean, I can definitely do that. But, you know, it still hurts when I'm going to be out there with strangers that are lonely like me. But knowing that I have a family out there that I would like to be with and share time with. Sure. It hurts. And it hurts. Mm-hmm. And I think it's totally appropriate to be able to express that to the people that you love, Ronnie. And... um I think it's an opportunity to sit down with your mom and just say exactly what you said to me. I hope she's listening. Just hurts. Just hurts. You know, the stuff. there's a point where we get all the stuff in history. I don't know what it is in your case. There may be some reasons they're concerned. I don't know. But at the end of the day, the hurt is real, and God loves you, Ronnie, and it's not only finding other people that you get with that are also lonely, but and the reality is you support one another there's other people just in need. They may not even be lonely. They just have needs. And you may have some skills and resources and things that you can do to invest in their life. Um, you know, it's not intended to be a pity party. It's an opportunity of service. And I encourage you to do that no matter what you do in trying to reconnect with your family. Who do you listen to in life? Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. The scripture says there is safety in many counselors, and it goes on to say that when there is no counsel, the people will fall, Proverbs eleven fourteen. A lone ranger is maybe someone that we want to emulate, but usually they fail miserably. So one thing that you and I can do to lower stress in our life and eliminate the pain of bad decisions is to get good counsel. I've learned over the years that there is much wisdom in having around me Men and women who are more mature, more spiritual, who are growing, who are faster than I am, who can give me good counsel. So before making the next important decision in your life, one that can alter the course of your life, don't violate this biblical principle. If you do, it's at your own risk. To get our daily video, sign up at theintentionallife.com slash minute. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. Randy. All right, thank you, Kurt. That's very true, and I welcome you to Intentional Living just joined us. We're talking about singles at the holidays. We're talking about expectations when they don't meet reality. Disappointment always follows. And of course, the common sense. Don't overspend. Don't overeat. Don't overexpect. Enjoy an opportunity to serve. You know, really give an opportunity to care for other people. Um, The expectations are so huge between now and the end of the year. And uh, singles have been weighing in on this. Speaking of singles, my friend Dr. Kevin Lehman always has a perspective on life. Here's an intentional thought for singles from Kevin. Hi, this is Dr. Kevin Lehman with advice on how you can become an intentional parent. I can't think of a tougher job in life than being a single mom or a single dad. You know, 84% of all kids who are in single-parent homes live with guess who? Mama Bear. couple things for you to keep in mind. Number one. If divorce comes your way and all of a sudden you're alone, don't panic. The same Lord that helps you with everything can help you through this time. 
Yes, it might mean that you have to bail out and move in with your parents. But my suggestion is make as few major choices as possible in the first year. Keep things as consistent as you possibly can. And although your parents want to help, make sure that you don't pass the baton of parenthood to them. They're the grandparent. You're the parent. Be a good one. God will help you through this. Yes, he will, my friend. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin Lehman. Okay, let's go to the calls here. we got Lisa who wants to uh, apparently comment on Ronnie's call. Thank you, Lisa. Appreciate your call. Hi. Yes, um, I just want to tell him, I didn't get to hear the whole story, but I got to hear part of it. And I want him to know that there's people out here that's going to keep him in prayer. Mm. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of like losing myself. And I do understand where he's at. Um, I have a dad that I really don't know. Um, it's kind of like a one-way situation. I put all the effort into to keep in touch with him, but he doesn't reach back out. So I know that pain, especially through the holidays, yeah. um, wanting to be with the ones that you love, and they're just not there. So I guess I just want him to know that, you know, he's in prayer, and the feelings I, I understand, and I am so sorry that he has to deal with it as well. I'm sorry. For you, too, Lisa, it sounds like... You maybe think, you know, maybe next time or the, the next communication or the try a little harder, maybe I'll get through to him this time. It just doesn't seem to work. No, it don't. It don't. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I know that I can do is um, I keep praying. I keep asking God to, to step in and intervene because, I mean, that's the only way it's going to happen. And I know that. And someday mm-hmm. it's going to happen. And I will, you know, he'll reach out there. But until that day, you know, God knows the right day, the right time, and the right place. Mm-hmm. And um, I just keep that my faith in that and to Rodney that's the only thing you can do too just know that there's people out there that's going through the same thing and um you know there's there's people out there that love him and um you know are going to keep him in prayer and I just want him to know that well I hope he's still listening thank you Lisa and we'll be praying for you too I know you're hurting I can hear it in your voice and boy again holidays for some are always the high point and for others it's the reality point of disappointment. Expectations greater than reality always equals disappointment. Singles in the holidays, here's the good news. God loves you. He cares for you. He is a friend that the Scripture says sticks closer than a brother. Can I add maybe closer than a mother and a father and a brother and everybody else? Keeping your focus on Him. I am a single mother. My daughter will be five here in a month. I was married and my ex-husband left when I was three months pregnant. So I have had an climb experience with um, dealing with every Christmas alone. I have actually never spent a Christmas with a man. Um, it's always been with family or friends. And as my daughter gets older, it gets more and more difficult because before it was just you know, her and mommy, and uh, she's in preschool now, and all of her classmates, their parents are still together or married or, you know, even live together, and I am the only single mother there. And she starts looking at me as, why are you still single? And I catch her sometimes talking to, like, gentlemen that I know, either from church or wherever, and uh, she's like, oh, my mommy, she's a great person. You need to come meet her. Uh, And how old is she? Five? Five. Five. In wow. January. Hmm. <laughs> you have a little precocious one there, but you know, you're, you're again um, being wise, just like earlier the caller who said, I'm going to take time and 
that jump into relationships. You know, when we talk about single moms and dads, we talk about remarriage. The statistics on remarriage are less encouraging than first marriages. And the reason for that is because we're bringing a lot of things into the relationship. You got history, expectations, and so on. Now, that's not to discourage that God doesn't have a plan for you, but taking time, being realistic, and especially during the holidays, not allowing the stress of the holidays. Maybe there's a relationship that you're in and you're in the stress of the holidays. Maybe it could move you in a direction to make a decision that you'd later regret. And so can I just encourage you to move slowly and trust God and trust his will and time in your life? That's really what I think the focus is as we talk about singles during the holidays. A lot of us have people in our families that don't know Jesus. But did you know that even Jesus had family members who rejected him? That's why Dr. Randy Carlson is offering you his teachings on this, where you'll learn how to sustain a relationship with family members who don't share your faith in God. During our year-end fundraiser, would you consider supporting Intentional Living to meet a critical need? When you do, we'll automatically deliver this month's exclusive teaching and other Intentional Living tools directly to your inbox every month with your support of a single gift of $365 or a monthly gift of $30. Give right now and you'll also receive the Names of God calendar, where each month features a different name of God, beautiful scenery, and a description of the meaning of God's name for that month. When you give, you'll also have a chance to win a $2,000 Visa gift card, $1,000 for you, and $1,000 for a friend. Your monthly support helps people live an intentional life in Christ. Call 888-888-1717 today or visit TheIntentionalLife.com. That's TheIntentionalLife.com. And thank you for doing that. We appreciate your support. You know, the lesson this month is the first time I think I've really done a deep dive on this topic. I'm not sure I've ever heard a teaching that goes into the, uh, the earthly family of Christ. When Jesus was here, of course, he was the firstborn of a family with Mary and Joseph. And we know the Bible teaches that he had at least six siblings. It does? Yes, it does. And I show you where it is in Scripture. Probably more than six, but at least six. And we know that only two that we have record of responded to the teaching of Christ and became a Christ follower. What happened to the others? We're not quite sure. But we do know that while Christ was here, they rejected him. They ridiculed him. And I think of the billions of people around the world who have followed Christ and following him now, and yet his own earthly family, many of them rejected him. And I, in this teaching, I wanted to be encouraging. This teaching is to help you understand that if you have people in your life, family members, that you love, it may be difficult to reach them, you. You might be able to water and plant the seed and water it, but the harvest may come from someone else. And I show how that can happen. And it's a very encouraging teaching, a very interesting teaching this month. So members, watch for it. It's coming your way. If you're not a member, come and be a part of Intentional Living. Help us close out this year strong. We need your help. And not only will you receive that when you become a new monthly member, that teaching, plus the one coming up in January on One Word for 2023, but a beautiful calendar that we'll be sending to you. You're going to love it. Uh, you heard reference to it, the names of God. All you have to do is go to theintentionallife.com. I've got to run. Thank you for being a part of our ministry today and for the show. 
God bless you. I'll see you next time from Intentional Living.